Welcome. You're listening to Now That You Ask, curious answers to life's persistent questions as seen through the eyes of Akasha Halsey. That would be me. I'll be your host and guide as we settle in for a few minutes of the unexpected that may bring about your own questions and maybe even some answers too. Thanks so much for joining me. Now let's get started with the show. Daddy, stage three. His dementia started slowly but with great enthusiasm. He began to forget things he knew he was supposed to remember, and this made him mad as an old wet hen. His hands would ball into fists, which he'd shake with great gusto. He'd screw up his face in a parody of anger as he shook his head side to side. The tantrum would be brief, but quite effective. You only had to try to calm him once to know that this was not the way to go. He'd look around for someone to vent that anger on. It seemed to galvanize his body in such a way he almost wanted to strike out to eliminate the source. But he didn't. And it wouldn't have helped anyway. And he kind of knew that somewhere inside. We'd all take a step back and wait for the moment to pass, for his hands to relax. Sometimes distraction worked. Sometimes he just couldn't let go. He'd be angry at everything for a while, from our presence, all of us watching him, to the applesauce with his anxiety medication. We stood by him then, and we continued to stand by him as he was catapulted through various stages of this illness. For a few months, he made cursory conversation, but preferred to listen as you told him of events in town or some political shenanigans. He'd chuckle a bit and often launch into a story from his early years as a community leader. Mostly, we'd heard these stories before, but because they gave him great pleasure in the telling, we'd actually enjoy them again. There came a time, though, when he couldn't remember a person in the story or the name of a street or some other inconsequential tidbit, and that anger would flare up again. He knew he was failing. He knew something just wasn't right, but he couldn't put his finger on what was happening, and we never gave his symptoms a name because we knew he would have been ashamed to think he had dementia. As he spoke less and less, his physical activity decreased. We'd sit out on the porch in the late afternoon, high 80s with higher humidity, me fanning myself, him swathed in a sweater and blankets. Sometimes he waved at passers-by, whether he knew them or not, and often they came up to say hello. He would light up at the attention, his hands smoothing the blankets, but over time, even that activity deserted him. His arms would never give me another hug. He began to sleep a lot. This seemed to soothe him a bit, but when he awoke, he had trouble telling what time of day it was. One thing for sure, though, he was always ready to eat breakfast, and I don't mean a piece of toast and coffee. He had cereal, juice, fruit, scrambled eggs, bacon, and perhaps a waffle to cap it off. And always coffee, made from the special hot water tap on the sink so he wouldn't burn his mouth. It might take him until lunchtime to eat that breakfast, but he always cleaned his plate. Later, when he had trouble chewing, we found a way to combine the hot water with filtered water so he could still drink his coffee, this time through a straw. 
Every advancement of the dementia tested our creativity. We had a contest of sorts to see who could come up with a solution, which we proudly shared with the other caregivers. His happiness was our holy grail, a focus that created a convergence of commitment. It wasn't like we didn't notice he was steadily losing ground, but we prided ourselves on shifting with him. We would find the way and lead him there. It wasn't all gloom and doom either. Towards the end, he had spirited conversations with people who were no longer with us, people we didn't know and others that populated his mind. Upon entering the kitchen one day, I saw him seated in his wheelchair, excitedly talking to his caregivers about a new shipment of food that was scheduled to arrive at his warehouse that afternoon. He greeted me by saying I was late, and if I wanted to have lunch, I needed to tell the waiter right away because the kitchen was closing. Yes, sir, I said, I'll do that right now, and left the room. Coming back a few minutes later, he inquired if any of the pork chops were left. Not to worry, I said. They were gone, but the cobbler we love is coming right out. Shaking his head, he sadly commented to the room that I had been running late since I arrived on my birthday. Sad though these memories might sound, they also hold a sweetness that I carry softly in my heart now that he's gone. Eventually, all movement and conversation disappeared, robbing us of an opportunity to talk with him or to have him squeeze our hand in love. His arms became thinner and thinner, his body wasted away, but he never lost his full head of beautiful silver hair. Even in his silent presence, he carried himself regally and with pride. He had done so much and was proud of that, although he would never call attention to himself. He slipped away quietly, which was perfect and such a reflection of who he was right to the end. He, and all of us, were robbed of the ability to consciously walk together toward the end of his life. But I also believe the dementia kept him out of fear. He's gone, but his presence can never be erased from me. He is such a part of the person I've become, and for that, I am grateful as I see more and more of him in me. The one thing I shall never forget are his last words to me, which I cherish. I just love the hell out of you. Thank you for listening to Now That You Ask. I hope you found this episode insightful and perhaps entertaining, too. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, well, I guess you just lost a few minutes of your life. But you might want to try another one. They're all really different. You can also listen to past episodes and subscribe to email updates on nowthatyouaskpodcast.com. Bye-bye for now.